0: This is a Squiz Kids podcast. Your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. Each week we give the World Globe a spin and see where we land. Then we take the kids of Australia on an audio excursion to visit that country and its people. I'm Amanda Bowen. and today on Squiz the World we're visiting a country that does not love its English name. You see, a turkey isn't just a flightless bird. And in my opinion, kind of an ugly flightless bird. The word is also used to describe someone or something that is completely unsuccessful. You know, like if someone said, huh, that movie was a real turkey. So it's perhaps not surprising that in 2022, the government of Turkey asked the rest of the world to call them by the name they call themselves, Turkiye. It doesn't sound all that different, but the spelling has changed a bit. T-U with two dots over the U, R-K-I-Y-E. But, of course, there is so much more to discover about a country than its name. Let's strap ourselves in to the Squiz Kids Superfast Supersonic Jetliner as we take off and take a squiz at Turkey. Just the facts. Turkey is what's known as a transcontinental country, which means its population of 85 million people is spread over more than one continent. The west of Turkey is in Europe and the east is in Asia. I'll put a map in your episode notes. Turkey's biggest city, Istanbul, is the only city in the world that straddles two continents. Istanbul, which has been known by many other names through history, is a huge city that's been important for a very long time. It was the capital of the Byzantine Empire from the year 395 until the 15th century. And when that empire was defeated, Istanbul became the seat of power for the Ottoman Empire. And that empire covered huge parts of southwest Europe, East Asia and even northern Africa. Now, all those different influences can be seen in Istanbul today. There's an ancient Roman hippodrome where chariot races were once held. There are Egyptian obelisks. There's a sixth century mosque and there are rare Christian mosaic tiles. I'll put a link in your episode notes to a video that shows some of the highlights. Now, you'd be forgiven for thinking that Istanbul, such an old and historically important city, is still the capital of Turkey. But when the Republic of Turkey was established after World War I, a city called Ankara became the capital. That's where its government meets and its president lives. And actually, the entire country of Turkey is littered with important historical sites, including the city of Troy put a link in your episode notes to the story of the Trojan horse, (laughs) which is set in Troy and which personally I find a little bit hard to believe. There's also Mount Ararat, where many Christians believe Noah's Ark may have come to rest. Whenever you travel, it's important to learn a few words in that country's language. It's a great way to show respect. So let's... Learn the lingo. The Turkish Constitution states that the only official language in Turkey is Turkish. So it's the only language used in schools, in government and in the media. That can be tricky for people who speak one of the other 30 languages found in Turkey. But we have a very special squiz kid here to teach us some Turkish. Take it away, Leith. Hello, my name's Leith. I'm 14 years old and I'm from Queensland, Australia. My dad taught me a bit of Turkish, so I'd like to share that with you. This is how you say, hello, how are you? Merhaba, nasılsın? This is how you say, thank you. Teşekkür. And this is how you say goodbye. Elvada. Lei, thank you so much. And Squiz Kids, in case you were wondering, as I was, the word in Turkish for the bird, Turkey, is Hindi. So now you know. Now that we can communicate a little bit, it's... Time for school. Remember I said that the city of Istanbul was divided between the two continents of Asia and Europe? Well, some kids live in Europe and they take a 25-minute ferry ride to Asia to get to school, and of course, vice versa. How cool is that? School is compulsory in Turkey from the ages of 6 to 14, four years of primary school and four years of middle school because of course there's eight years between six and 14. Then kids can take an exam to go on to either a high school that will lead to university studies or a high school that will lead to a job. Now from grades one to grade three, there's a compulsory subject in Turkish schools called Hayat Bilgisi. I'm not sure I said that beautifully, but the literal translation of Hayat Bilgisi is life knowledge. It's all about having a good attitude, being emotionally intelligent, learning how to behave in a kind way. It's almost like you're just studying how to be a good human. Wonder why that isn't compulsory everywhere. It sounds great. Now, here's one thing that is studied by kids in Australia and Turkey and also in New Zealand. It's something that happened back in World War I and we remember it every April 25th. Can you guess? Let's get into the Squiz Kids time machine as we head to a beach in Turkey called Gallipoli. Time travel. During World War I, Turkey was allied with Germany, which means it was on Germany's side. Australia and New Zealand, on the other hand, had joined England to fight against the Germans and the Turks. So in April 1915, Anzac troops were supposed to land on and then take over Turkish beaches. On April 25th, the Anzacs landed, but they'd been sent to the wrong beach. And instead of having an easy passage up the beach and onto land, there were cliffs looming over them and Turkish machine guns on top of those cliffs. On that first day alone, 2,000 Anzacs were killed the Battle for Gallipoli went on for eight brutal months with about a quarter of a million casualties on each side. Instead of it ending with the British and their allies marching into Istanbul, it ended with them admitting defeat and retreating. Fast forward more than 100 years and the Battle for Gallipoli is still a very important event in the histories of Turkey, Australia and New Zealand. The battle helped those countries get a stronger sense of their identity as a country. So remember back then in 1915, Australia and New Zealand had only been their own countries for a few years. And in fact, the Turks had not yet fought their war of independence from the Ottoman Empire. So after being bitter enemies back then, Turkey and Australia and New Zealand have managed to find peace and friendship. Turkey was the first Middle Eastern country that Australia signed an immigration agreement with in 1967, which allowed Turkish people to come and live and work here. And today there are almost 100,000 Australians with Turkish heritage. Hmm, I'm just thinking about some Turkish people I know in Sydney who run a restaurant, and that has my mouth watering. I think it must be... Dinner time. Have you ever eaten the stuffed flatbreads called gozleme or the flaky pastry called baklava or had a lamb kebab? Yeah? Well, then you've already eaten Turkish food. But the national dish of Turkey is something I hadn't heard of before. It's called manti, and it's a type of dumpling that's filled with lamb or beef and topped with garlicky yoghurt and spicy butter sauces. Yum, yum, yum. There's a recipe in your episode notes. Time for the quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one, pretty easy one. Turkey is spread over which two continents? That's right. The West is in Europe. The East is in Asia. Question number two. What is the name of Turkey's biggest city? And I'll give you an extra point if you can also name the capital. The biggest city is Istanbul and the capital is Ankara. Question number three. What is the name of the beach on which the Anzac troops landed in 1915? You got it. It's Gallipoli. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for staying curious about the world and joining me on this incredible trip to Turkey. Now, get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. These episodes are edited and engineered by Carter Quinn.